getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome. Oi, oi, oi. Yes, we are here. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm your host. I'm joined by two very, very hungover individuals on the um, on that side of the screen. Yeah, that side. And down here, me and him, we're fresh. Fresh fresh as a daisy um, because uh, we didn't make the, the, the trip to uh, Goodison, unfortunately. Well, you're, uh, distance-wise, it was much harder for yourself. I wasn't well, so I didn't make the trip. Um Alex, how are you? Because I'll just give me a few minutes to, like, you know, get catch up with speed. They don't even realise we pressed start yet. Yeah, uh, I'm good. It's uh, it's good to have uh, Arsenal football back uh, instead of watching uh, boring national teams play. So good to have Premier League back. And then um, it's I'm happy seeing uh, Dan doing so well, be becoming like famous on Twitter and Odegaard recognising him and all of that good stuff. So been a good weekend. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about this tweet in a few minutes. I wore my phone out on Saturday. That did. Um, Dan, sorry, sorry, uh, Sir Daniel, Sir Daniel, how are He's we? Been knighted by yeah, the guy. Uh, the vo- the vocals are a bit husky today, and uh, I, I I feel like I'm hanging out of my backside. But I'm 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 glad to be here. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Like last time I saw you getting that mobbed uh, was in Newcastle by that Geordie girl, and uh, it seemed to be an awful lot more than that Geordie girl uh, following on your beck and call over the la- over the weekend. Friday evening, you came along and uh, you sent in a WhatsApp group um, that you'd beat watched the darts, and you thought like, I think that song. Um, I, I don't, you know me, I'm crap at all the songs and everything else. I'm old. Um, would be perfect for Martin Odegaard's song. He needs a proper song, so you decided to put a tweet up. Um, and that tweet is is this tweet here. Um, and as of uh, Saturday morning, had three hundred and fifty thousand views. I think that tweet is now up to like six hundred thousand views. It killed my battery. I've got a, I've got the latest iPhone Max maximum battery and everything else. You killed my you killed my iPhone, Dan. Yeah, I've had to recharge mine a few times since then as well. But it's uh, I, I was just sitting there and I couldn't sleep because I had the tune in my head, and it turns out I've not got it out of my head since. So, well, guess what? None of us can sleep now either. Go, best best thing of all, at least he's got a song and the fans are singing his name and he deserves it. So, fair play, sh- sh- fair play to the fans, and Before he knows we- it as well. He does. Before we introduce uh, Trevor, let's have a listen to uh, Dan's. Oi, oi, 
fucking magic. Oh, I know that guy. Oi, oi, oi. I've just had a thought. We've got just over three months till Christmas. I reckon we should start a campaign of getting that to Christmas number one. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think a couple of the words in there will make it, make it difficult to get to number one. Trevor, um, you were deep in song. I spoke to you last night. Well, I don't know how I spoke to you for several reasons, but your voice was totally shot to pieces. Although you did declare on dying love to my wife. Do you know what, mate? Firstly, I've got to explain that. Uh, well, firstly, Dan, I love it. I love it. Great work, mate. Great work. I thoroughly enjoyed it yesterday. It after, Before the game, when we were in the Arkles, when it was sung for about the 74 millionth time, it, I just thought, for fuck's sake, pack it in a minute. But yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. But I've, I, at my age, I get ill easy and I've had a chest infection bad for a few weeks now. I'm struggling to clear it. And I, I didn't know whether to go yesterday or not, but I thought, oh, what the hell? I, I, all I've got to do is get there. You know what I mean? I ain't got to exert myself. And I'm so pleased I did because um, I had the most fantastic day. I only had two points. I think it must be the medication I'm on, you know, made me go a bit, a bit jelly-headed. But uh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic, absolutely fantastic day. So proud of the Arsenal fans. The team never looked like losing the game for me. Um, feel a bit sorry for Everton because they're in a bad place. After the game, I went back to to the King Harry. I thought, right, I'm going to have a pint in the King Harry because I knew Dan had gone to get in the car and I knew the other lads had gone to get the, the trains and the buses. So I wandered round to the King Harry and it was shut. I was absolutely devastated. It was shut. So... I went round the Arkles and I had to get back to St. Ellen's. So I thought, I'll get an Uber back. Look, put Uber in the phone, 45 quid. And I thought, nah, I ain't doing that. So I just kept drinking beer until it came down to 22 quid. And then I thought, well, I'll have that now then. But of course, by the time it came down to 22 quid, I'd had two pints. My medication was playing up as well. And I, I got a bit messy and uh, in, told Jackie that I had undying love for her. Which... No, no, you, 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 you told her. You rang up while we're having dinner. We're having a Chinese. And you go, Fergus, Fergus, put me on speaker. Jackie, I love you. You're wonderful. You are. And then I come on, carried on talking to you. And then you sit, uh, we start talking about the song. And then you go, put me back on speaker. I said, you're still on speaker. You're on my phone. We're having dinner. And he went, I love you, Jackie. Oh, and then he told me where to go in no uncertain terms. Absolutely unreal, unreal. Listen, I'll tell you what, I was so jealous. I, I couldn't make it up there. Um, I'm sticking to most of the European aways this season, at least this side of Christmas. Um, but there's some really good photographs. There's the the the, the two lads there uh, in the Arkles. Um, I don't think you've even had a wine gum at that point, Trevor. Well, it doesn't look like it. You've not had much out of your beer, so you're looking reasonably uh, behaved. Uh, later on, the other lads joined up with you. Um, that's in uh, the, the concourse. And, of course, the man who introduced me to the King Harry, uh, Mark, Mark Millen, uh, met up with you as Billy. well. Brilliant he, photograph of Mark. He was on great form yesterday. He was over... He messaged me a couple of times today and he said that he was over the moon because Dan told him he loved him yesterday and that's made his week. Oh, you were drunk, weren't you? Your cap was wearing... <laughs> See, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't phone him up and tell him I just did it in person, but... You know, yeah. something was and, catching yesterday, obviously. <laughs> uh, your, flag got a, your flag got an outing at the last game. Lyle and the boys, their flag, uh, made the made all the the, the the press as well. So you had um, 
Uh, I think all the newspapers had um, over land and sea the Mikel Arteta's army uh, one from there. So some really, really good photographs. Look, going into this game, um, the stats looked in our favour. We had met 221 times. Arsenal won 110 versus Everton 60. We know what Everton have been like uh, off this season. We know what Everton have been like for the last three seasons. But we also knew that we hadn't won in 10 games on Merseyside. Um, so, and we went up there last year for my birthday in February, this year uh, for my birthday in February, and it was a turgid game, Sean, Sean Dice's first game. Um, Alex, going into it, what were you expecting squad-wise? Because there were some changes. The first change being Rhea uh, for Ramsdale, and the second change being uh, Havertz dropped for, or, sorry, Vieira played instead of Havertz. Yeah, I like that you corrected yourself uh, there. But yeah, I think we spoke briefly about it uh, on the last episode about Raya and uh, and Ramsdale. And I think Dan was quite eager that Raya was going to play uh, against Everton. And, and he was right, of course. So I was still a bit surprised. But I mean, he was going to play him eventually because he's a brilliant keeper. And apparently he's been doing well in training as well. So I think we have to rethink the whole goalkeeper having a number one thing. Because it doesn't seem like Ateta wants to, to do it like that. He even talked about switching goalkeepers mid-game as well in the post-match interview. I don't know, don't know about that one, but um, but he definitely made it clear that. Sorry. Yeah, I I actually listened to that, and at first, yeah. and in in our WhatsApp group, we said I could see the benefit if there's a penalty shootout and there's a better better yeah. keeper for penalty shootouts and so on. But I couldn't see tactically um, the benefit of doing it halfway through a game, but. I think the benefit of having him on maybe in this game, and it was Karen Carney on, on Sky, who I don't, don't normally particularly uh, value her opinion hugely, and I can't stand her bloody voice if I'm honest, but um, she said that Arteta, and I said to, uh, to us guys in, in the chat, that Arteta was going into this game. He's been there three times and lost. He's never won up there. He had to do something different. He's done something different by bringing Raya on. And I think what he's done by bringing Raya on is Raya doesn't have like the shits and giggles with the away fa- with the home fans. He he gets on with his job. And I love Ramsdale for doing that. And when he when he when he has the interaction with the with the fans and gives them a bit of verbal back, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I think in Goodison, as we all know, the noise in there for such a small ground, the only other place I hear as noisy was Forrest at the end of the season, uh, last season. I think that was a good tactic. And the corners as well, I think, were part of that tactic, which we'll talk about later. Um, Dan, what did you make of Havertz being... Sorry, are, are you done on, on that, um, Alex? Uh, yeah, I'll just quickly go on Vieira. I think it was deserved that he got a start, um, not because Havertz has been like particularly bad. He struggled, of course, but I think it was uh, good that he got a... A rest. He's played the two games throughout the international break, um, and then uh, I think Vieira deserved a, a starting spot, and, and I think he did well as well. Dan, what did you make of um, uh, uh, Vieira's starting berth over Havertz or Trossard? Even, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I certainly wouldn't be an advocate of saying Havertz needed to be dropped because I think he needs time. But you know, I said a couple of weeks back that I thought we've. Vieira deserves a chance, and we and we want a culture where players, if they play well and they train well, that they they get an opportunity in the team. That's the whole point of having squad with depth and you know quality and depth as well is that they push each other to get better. Um, and that isn't just in the Vieira and and Havertz situation. The same with Raya and Ramsdale, and and hopefully all over the pitch. That's what we want. We want people to come in when there's an injury about to just make an adaptation and 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 
fit sort of seamlessly into the team, but also to make each other better. Um, Ramsdale, for me, is still a top keeper. You know, I think let's not go over the top and also take it out of proportion that he is a fantastic keeper. I love what he does with the club. Um, and actually something that Trev said last week sort of hit home a little bit. He's, his comment after was, imagine if Ramsdale watched our um, video, what was his, what would his thoughts be? You know, he'd be sitting there thinking, what do I have to do at this club? And and it, it does make you think, what does he have to do at this club? And I, I think for me, it's just to cut out a couple of mistakes. And he, I think he can do that by being pushed by Raya that will push him to either improve or his spot will be taken. So um, I, 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 I would p- take up quite a lot of comfort if I was Aaron Ramsdale from what Arteta said. And if you look at the likes of Man City and you look at the likes of all the top sides in Europe, they have two or three excellent players in every position. And why can't you have two number ones? You know, Trev, what's your thoughts on on that? Look, right after last week's podcast, I was struggling to see a reason to drop Ramsdale. Yeah, and I thought, well, come on. And I believe it or not, it played on my mind for a couple of days, thinking about why he might want to drop the England number one, and bring Raya in. But the more I thought about it, the more, you know, the more you could make points that made it look more sensible. The lads spoke about Everton and the crowd being quiet at Everton and they don't want to get the crowd going. I'll talk about that in a minute. Raya definitely wasn't going to do that. Raya was going to make his debut and concentrate on the game. If we're honest, Everton didn't trouble our goalkeeper at any stage of the game. Has has Arteta been watching that and thinking, right, this is a great time to bring Raya into the side? Um, so, yeah, and, and we do need... We, we've got a lot of games coming up and I'd love to see us not only have a serious run at the Champions League and the league, but I'd also like to see us have a decent go at the FA Cup this year. So once you start thinking about it a little bit more deeply, you you sort of can make sense for it. And I hate to admit it that I now agree with Dan. You know, I, I don't like admitting that, but I do. So yeah, that was that was that was the reasoning behind Raya. Interested about Everton yesterday. Um Everton's Everton's ground yesterday, right? The whole ethos, the team, the fans. Reminding me a bit of the Emirates a few years ago, you know. The, the fans were quiet and the players weren't trying very hard and both played off one another and it made for a rubbish atmosphere. And you just sitting in an aisle on the Edford. We all know that Everton can be a raucous place to visit. You know, they can lift the team. But the team gave them nothing to lift. Everton are in a lot of trouble, you know. Because we were in that position a few years ago where they are now and we went from like top four to out of the top eight. But we started at a higher place than Everton. If Everton do what we did a few years ago, Everton will go from just dodging relegation to getting relegated. I worry for Everton. They're really, they're not doing much at all at the moment. I said, that's enough on Everton for me anyway. Before we get bogged down in just like the the squad selection, there was an interesting uh, chat we were having. uh, And this was um, after the the team was announced of how uh, the different triangles that uh, they've got working. And in the first half, okay, we'll, we'll come on to the Martinelli goal, this allowed goal and everything else. But in the first half, the the, 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 the triangles that seemed to be working was that Odegaard, Saka and White with Rice uh, being involved in that. And to be honest, uh, I thought that um, Peter Jury should have got a fine for the amount of times he went Rice, Rice, and he didn't go baby. He should have gone Rice, Rice, 
baby. <laughs> so he kept on going, rice, rice, white, rice, rice, white. It was just, he was at the center of everything. And it was quite interesting to see how much was going down in the first half. And in the second half, once we were forced to make some changes, um, that more came down with Trossard on the right half, or, uh, on the left-hand side of the, of, um, the pitch. Um, a strong bench. We also had a strong bench. Um, to have the likes of Trossard to be on there. Still had Smith Rowe as another layer, if you're looking along, uh, attacking players on there. Um, and then if we look at the um, really un uneventful first half, by Martinelli scoring uh, the goal... Now, so gonna... just, just quick, Ferg, if you go back yeah. to your starting lineup, just pointing to note that you appear to have let a child draw all over it. Uh, are you aware of that? That's that's the other one. That was Johnny drove draw over that just to uh, just, try just and if, I don't know, you get the grandkids around on a weekend and they've been drawing on it. But you know. it, it was my granddaughter's birthday, yeah. yeah. And that looks like my four year old granddaughter's drawing of a Christmas tree, mate. It really does. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> Tetris, we call him. Yeah. Um, so um, we had um, Martinelli's goal. I think I've got it here. I'm going to try and mute this audio and see if it if, if this plays. Um, let's go. No, that's not it. Um, I don't have it. Uh, so basically, Martinelli scored, in my view, a very, very good goal. Um, but it was later uh, adjudged offside. It was on the 18th minute, which was quite unfortunate because there was 19 minutes after the goal went in, the whole stadium broke into a pause for a young 19-year-old boy, Matthew uh, Dalbury, uh, who'd been killed in July by knife crime. So uh, it was quite strange. The only thing that was respectful that they kept the VAR sign off the screen until until after that and left it up for the, the full minute for the young lad. But the VAR um, came on to say it was offside. Now... I'll go to you, Trev, for your view in in the stadium, and then from yours, Dan, and then I'll come to you, Alex, on what your view of how it appeared to you guys. Did it appear a good goal, Trev? Oh, from where we were, I couldn't see anything wrong with it. Got the shock of my life when I heard it was because I was up the back towards the back of the the lower tier. You can't see the screens, you see. So someone just said to me their VAR in it, and I thought, what on earth are they VAR in it for? And I got much, me and Dan were talking, Dan, excuse me, Dan and myself were talking before we came on here and we've watched the game back today just to get an idea of, of why it was disallowed because I could not see why it was. Dan? Yeah, to be honest, exactly the same. Um, and this one wasn't beer related, the fact that I didn't know what was going on. Um, it's just, it's really frustrating being in a stadium where they don't show you what they're looking at. And, and honestly, I didn't even know that it potentially came off of an Everton player, and then there was there's all other sort of checks going on. Um, you just you just don't know in the stadium what's going on, which is ridiculous. But I think looking back at it and watching it since, I really don't think he's offside. I mean, if he'd have played the ball directly to Eddie, I would have probably said, yeah, fine, it's offside. Like in the position he's off, the lines where they draw it, that is what it is. But I don't see how they can say that. He hasn't made an attempt to play the ball. If he's, we'll, if he's we'll, he we'll, the, the ball down, we'll get, into, we'll get into that because I've got a little clip. Um, and it, I was delighted we got that. You disappear for five minutes and you come back and start bullying my mate Dan. I'm not What's bullying him. Just because What's going on? I had to get some water, mate. My throat was as dry as a Gobi Desert. Unbelievable. Dan. It's, it's like um, you're at the bar, honestly. It's, there's, there's not. Listen, don't, don't move on from Trev's comment. He's just highlighting bullying, and, and I applaud um, Trev for highlighting things like that. And uh, you, boys, yeah. you boys in Essex have to have enough to worry about at the minute, don't you? <laughs> I'm picking it again, Trev. 
Alex, your view your view of that um, of of the goal. Did you see it as a good goal? And then we will merge into where Dan was going about the um, the offside. But I'll play the video first. Oh, I was rudely cut off. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a brilliant pass by uh, by Vieira to set up uh, Martinelli. And I thought initially that they would check in for uh, if Martinelli was offside, but Correct. of course it was uh, in Ketia. But yeah, brilliant way to pass for for Martinelli, and he he just slots it uh, in, into the far corner. I don't know if it, it was that action where he he got himself injured, um, but yeah, of course he had to go go out with no goal and, and an injury after after the review. So the offside lines were drawn like this. Uh, Eddie and Ketia was deemed to be coming back in from an offside position because uh, the ball came off him. The ball came off him because I think it was Gabriel um, defended uh, the ball, and as he tried to clear the ball away, it came off. Um, Beto and the same because Beto didn't deliberately um, kick the ball in a certain direction um, that when the ball made contact with um, Martinelli I think um, was one of the Gabbies um, that it then came to um, Enketia and then that made Enketia offside now the deliberate thing I don't know but look at this look at this Oh no, that's the wrong one. I'm interrupting people. He's not prepared. He's got no notes. He's got the wrong There's, videos. I, I am. I am. I'm so prepared. You wouldn't believe. There's um, vodka in that water. There's vodka in that water. Don't you lie to me, Fergus Keating, my old friend. There's, there's alcohol in like that water. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I'd have a bottle of it right now. I tell you that. It's on the bevies. Uh, you wouldn't so, think it was us two drinking yesterday. I'm pretty sure that no, you, you must have gone to the game, Fergus. No, you would. You know what, Alex? This reminded me very much. Remember that time that we done that podcast when those two yes, were out in Lisbon, and they just ganged up and just, oh. you know, just ruined listen, me. Absolutely ruined me. Listen, to sum it up, right? To sum it up, and put the subject to bed with the truth, right? Is the fact that Dan and myself have got a very valid excuse for being a bit under the weather and a bit off the mark today. We've got a very valid excuse. Fergus, you didn't even go to the game looking. You're letting the side down. I don't know why you're in that top corner. I really don't at times. Trev, it's an excuse, but it's not a good one. Well, exactly. Can, can you switch yeah. yourselves around, Trev? Have you got control to do that? I think you should. No, I'm, no, I'm not doing it yet. If he disappears again, that he's uh, he's out of here. He's gone. I'm right, so this, this, this is the goal itself. Changing the he's subject moving, now. moving on again. There we go. This is the goal that goes through. Again, I think it's a perfectly good goal. Um, and then yeah, I'll get if I get rid of that one. I'll bring up the other video clip, which I was talking about, which for me, I like the title of it, um, uh, which shows the actual um, interaction between Beto and the ball. Sorry, my laptop has just gone on a bit on the go slow. So... There we go. Have a look at this. Have a look at this and see how is he not intentionally moving that ball. Just we'll run it by one more time. Yeah. From what I from what I listened to today, I know that actually will be interesting. Firstly, the the summarizers seem to say that um, it wasn't. It, it was offside. It couldn't have been offside because. He deliberately stuck his foot out towards the ball. So he's deliberately praying the ball. He's trying to block the ball. He's absolutely he's deliberately stuck his boot out. And when they put that one to bed, they sort of moved the goalposts a bit and said, Yeah, but he's deliberately stuck his foot out. 
but he did, didn't deliberately deflect the ball in that direction. So, wow, how have they dug that one up? Where have they thought of that one on the spur of the moment to disallow? Well, for me, it's a perfectly good goal because you, if, if you're going to take a word like deliberate and say it has to be deliberate for it to be offside, then if he's moving his foot towards the ball and trying to block it, it's deliberate. So, Trev, the example I, I I had in my head, and I might have got it wrong, don't and and don't kill me because you two have been bullying me already. But my example was if Ben White's uh, coming up against a striker and he's putting his foot out to try and defend against a goal, and the striker kicks the ball against him and goes out for a corner, he hasn't deliberately kicked it out for a corner, so therefore it shouldn't be a corner because he didn't deliberately do it. Is is am I stupid? Yes. That's a different question, Ferg. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. You know what? You've got to go on mute. You knew the answer to that one, Ferg. <laughs> oh, you walked right into that one, didn't you? Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but Alex, in, you might have over the in, top in corner. In fairness, a right, there's, there is a, a, apart from the being stupid comment, there, there is a valid point before that, right? And... The rule is deliberately playing the ball. Firstly, I just can't think if you try to block a ball, how are you not deliberately playing the ball? He's not, he's not unintentionally being hit with the ball. He's, he's purposely tried to block it. And where the ball goes is the result of that. But if they're saying about that's not where he meant to play the ball, what happens if a defender tries to play, let's say, a pass to someone and they get their pass wrong and then we're through on goal? They're never, goes, they're never you know, deliberately going to place... Yeah, like, what, what's the ball? How do they know where the player is going to be playing the ball? Surely, like that, they don't have insight into a player's mind of where they want to play the ball. It's just a ridiculous, ridiculous rule. For me, there's just nothing wrong with that. It's come off of an Everton player, and I, I don't know. I can't remember the year, but I remember actually an Arsenal Everton game at the Emirates where we played like a, a pass somewhere, and it had come off of someone. I think Zaha had scored. Um, not Zaha. Sorry, Zaha. Louis Zaha had scored for Everton. Um. There's just no consistency across the board anywhere on things like this. But I, I honestly believe this will be something they come out and apologise for in, in a couple of weeks' time. I, I, I agree. Right. At the end of the day, Ferg, look, Trolls, right? Trolls, who normally is always pulling me up and putting me right on his podcast. Trolls agrees with me, right? So it must be right, because it's not often Trolls agrees with me. Thank you, Trolls. Top man. Um, guys, the, the only other significant thing that happened uh, action-wise in, in that first half was Decore went and tried to dive for a penalty. VAR got that correct. Um, but the one thing that I was surprised at, and I'm really getting sick of it, is um, uh, Gordon's uh, tackle on um, Saka. Now, um, have a look at this one, Alex. This is the right video clip. Um, it's, a, it's a nasty, nasty tackle. You don't get the close-up, but you get the, you get the idea. Yeah, I think if I'm not wrong, I think it's Mikulenko, the their left back. Um, okay. But yeah, it was just he came a couple of seconds too late, and the fact that it wasn't even a free kick, I was I was in shock. I was screaming at at the telly because um, like when you see it, it's clear and obvious. It's a hard hard tackle. He comes in too late as well after Saka's passed the ball. It's a it's a clear yellow yellow card and a, and a free kick. So, yeah, we've said it before. At least, about it. At at least, least. a yellow card. Yeah, yeah I mean the yeah. fact that they were they're even checking it for for VAR for a red card uh, when it wasn't even a free kick. So that says quite a lot. But I mean we've we've been crying out loud for more protection from the referees for Saka, and 
again, this just shows that they're not going to, they're not giving him the, the proper protection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trev? No, just agreeing with Alex, mate. It was, um, he looks a bad one from where we were in the stands. I thought to myself, oh, that has got to work. That's dangerous. And when he wasn't booked, once again, you can't see a screen there or nothing. I thought, well, I must have seen it wrong when he wasn't booked. But obviously, I didn't see it wrong. It's, it's, uh, yeah, he does need some protection, the lad, because he plays hell of a lot of football. And, you know, when you play that much football, like Saka does, and play brilliantly every game, you soon pick, if you pick up a knock, it's going to linger, you know, because, because you don't get a chance to rest. So he needs protecting a bit, I think. I can't understand though why he doesn't get protection. Like there's there's no logic behind why he's having so many bad tackles against him, but nothing happens. Because his name's not Harry Kane. I, I, I don't want to go down that route, but yeah, like this is what I don't, I really don't understand. Well, like th th this is this is the truth though. You would have thought being in England, like the England bright boy and everything else, they they, they love sacking in the England squad that you would have thought he would get some... It's wrong that he gets any special treatment, but Harry Kane and Shearer and many other players have over the years have got special treatment. Uh, I just, you know... I don't I, even and, want special treatment. I just want normal treatment. treatment. Yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. And, and and the other thing was, he normally just gets up, shrugs himself off and gets on again. I I, I, I always revert back to Villa Park. I was so close to the pitch and able to just watch down on, on, on top of it and seeing some of the tackles that piled into him and he just got up and brushed off um, and, and got on with things. That one, he got up and he was he was pissed off. He was very pissed off. And he, he, he looked at the referee who, for me, it just says, um, he, it just shows how lack, much lack of control he had on that. Um. In the second half, we came out very bright. Uh, we were unlucky not to get a, an early goal. We started the, the, the second half as we did the first, very, very much intense. Um, and we had, I don't think I've got the stats up of uh, the number of corners I had, but I think we had about 16 corners um, um, in the game. And uh, each of the corners had two men on it. Now, I know I alluded to what Karen Carney said um, in her uh, punditry. Alex, what did you make of this uh, two people on the corner? Because, okay, Martin Odegaard is not a tall player and Saka's not a tall player. They're not the ones who are ideally going to kick it in the uh, head it in the back of the net. But you want as many people in the box as possible, don't you? Mm, depends on what you're trying to do from the corner. Um, and they, as you said, they kept doing it where they were trying to have two players against uh, one, one Everton player on the edge of the box. So they'd play a pass and then the other one would be completely free um, and they'll create sort of an overload on, on that side of the box. And when we scored the goal as well, I think there was six, seven players on that side of the of the box which created uh, this overload and, and played Trossard free. But, well, we've talked about it before, but he's clearly made a difference on numerous occasions. Uh, Nicholas Jober, our free kick, uh, or sorry, our set-piece specialist and you could see when 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 the goal went in, they were all looking at him and clapping at him. So, I think it's some it's something they've definitely been been practicing. Um, and last game against United, it was the 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 man at, at the far post corner, uh, Declan Rice. So, again, we're we're just showing we can score in different ways, and and we are utilizing all aspects of of the game, uh, including the set pieces. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Sorry, uh, Albert's comment, rule 11. What's that rule 11 of the rule book of how to disallow Arsenal goals? Because it's just. I don't know, Dan. Hang on, I'll phone the FA and ask him. I don't know. 
God, he's contrary. He's got a sore head. <laughs> he's he's quick side now. He's he's on Ferg's side now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Trust me, never. <laughs> Look, right. It was. I've seen some stuff on social media today about the corners, and the, the, they, what they said was 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 right in a way because we're now quite a tall side, right? We're quite a big side, but we seemed to be working our corners yesterday in a way where we were going to try and pull players out of the box and make a bit of space on on the edge of the box and, and score a goal, which is exactly what happened with Trossard's goal. You know, we moved it around, pulled them. Instead of trying to cross it into that crowded area, we, we were looking to pull players out and make a bit of space on the edge of the box. It works. Trossard scored. Why we were doing that, I don't know. As for the taking the time to take the corners, I've got to we'll, be we'll do that. I, I just put this up just... I just, I just, I, I just, I just um, put this up to just try and demonstrate the corner more than anything else. Um, but yeah, it's taken twenty six seconds to take a, a, a corner kick. But what was done correctly is that the, um, the one of the pundits in the Sky Studio said, "Well, there is no time limit." I think it was um, Hasselbank came along and said, "There is no time limit on um, how long." It takes uh, for somebody to take a corner where there is for a goal kick and there is for a free kick uh, there's a, and, and penalties. There are there are time limits in the rule book. There is no time limits for a corner, which was interest. It was interesting to hear. I, I'd not heard that before. Ferg, I'm going to word this in a way that won't upset our Alex, right? Um, in that, that they, they decided to highlight that we were taking a long time at corners and they sort of turned it round into a tactical conversation saying that we were probably doing it on purpose but the fact of the matter is the statistics show and i'm being careful here alex the statistics show that we weren't taking any longer than most other people take with their corners you see that that is um that is from when the ball is is placed on the on the corner flag so that's a little bit different for corners but it's like eight on seven or eight seconds more so it fits the the remit that we weren't taking any longer at all about the same Alex, it's a, it's a lazy media narrative, by the way. I think Arsenal at nil-nil time wasting is ridiculous. I've never heard such nonsense in my life. When we're on top, that when we're all over them, nonsense. Media wasting? bias, talking a load of crap from Gary Neville with you. I think after the game in the post-match, they were talking about it, and I think the narrative they were trying to push with with us taking a bit long longer time with the corner was that it was a tactical move and it sort of threw threw Everton off. But yeah, you could see today, or or I think it was today when they put up the social media post, they were tr like clearly trying to gauge uh, engagement about Arsenal time wasting and the way they worded their tweets and and with the emojis as well. well but the, the, the thing is, if, if if Arsenal were really time wasting, why did why did we only have four minutes in the first half and four minutes in the second half? Where if you just have to look time at time wasting, when it's nil nil. Yeah, exactly. Why? Uh, there's no reason for it to time waste at nil nil. And if you go we'll go down to N17, um, you know they had 12 minutes and even longer. Okay, we've benefited from that ourselves at, at the Emirates, and you know, and we've benefited in different games. But you know, it's the lack of consistency, consistency, the the, the way uh, the way we went on. You mentioned the height of um our our, our pack that our squad that we got now. Um, the substitutions that were made is Eddie and Jesus, which really changes to help. Uh, the impetus because Eddie, I think, struggled to find his feet in the game. Um, but later at uh, 80 minutes, uh, Tommy came on for uh, Zinchenko and Havertz came on for Vieira, which gave us a lot of um, defensive bulk 
in 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 the box because I was expecting a bit more of an onslaught from Everton. Um, uh, uh, Dan, what did you what did you think about those substitutions? Yeah, you know we've we've highlighted this a couple of times about how much of a tall side we are nowadays. But I think the short corner routine still showed you know how big a side Everton are, and I think we probably felt that if we put the ball in the box, that they would clear it and deal with it quite easily, which is probably why we we took short corners. Um, but yeah, I think when when we make those substitutions, I think it wasn't Eddie's best game, um, probably due to the low block from Everton as well. We didn't really get involved in the game much. A bit like we mentioned last last week, he's, he's great as a fox in the box, but needs to be more involved in link-up play. And I think Jesus, when he came on, was just a bit more, sort of a bit better movement, got on the ball a bit more. Um, and, and Tommy Asu just seems to be sort of man of stability at the moment coming on at left-back for, for Zinchenko. We want to sort of change tactics and, and not invert as much in a solid back four. So um, it's, it's just good to see us have options, but I did want to just mention one more thing on Sky Sports that I think we need to sort of address and and hopefully doesn't happen. But Sky Sports having that narrative on corners and how long it's taken us and is it a tactic from Arsenal and and all this sort of talk around that. It wouldn't surprise me now if next week the referees crack down on Arsenal and say, you need to speed up at corners. And I wonder if we get a booking against Spurs for time wasting at corners. It, it really wouldn't surprise no, me. No. But it's it's a worry that someone, something like Sky can put that out there and potentially influence referees and what would happen in a future match. And it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened. Dan, you're absolutely right, mate. You've only got to look at what what Sky... It sounds like we're picking on Sky, but it's actually factual. What I am. Saying. You've, only got to, you've only got to look at who Sky currently put on a pedestal all Saturday afternoon and let's talk about football. Possibly the second worst referee I've ever seen officiate a game of football is now being paid by this guy to tell us what should be done. The man who has openly admitted that he didn't look at something he knew was wrong because he didn't want to get his mate in trouble. It's it's a massive can of worms. We touch it every week, don't we? This um this referee business. You're right, Dan. Well, what they- I'll tell you what was it. It was a really strange experience for me, Trev, because last season I'd done nearly every game home and away and. As grueling as it is, it's such a great way to watch football. Okay, you miss half it and you have to watch it when you get home again uh, the next day with a serious hangover like you do. But it's absolutely brilliant. And it was soul-destroying to sit on my own on the sofa uh, watching um, the game on, on a Saturday. But from everybody, all our friends and everybody else in the chat were saying how good the Arsenal away fans were. They didn't stop singing from minute one to minute 94 or whatever it was. They were singing and singing and singing. I heard Trev's voice last night and, and uh, you know, I haven't spoken to you yet today, Dan, but I know what our voices are like and I know what they'll be like next week. But um, Alex, I don't know if you watch the Sky Feeder or if you watch a different one, but the... Um, the, the, the way they adjusted the microphones to make it sound noisier from the Everton fans. And I could hear the Arsenal fans singing very faintly in the distance, but you just couldn't hear them. Just to Alex, Ferg, just, just to add something to the context of what you're going to ask, Alex, don't forget, not only was we loud at Everton, Everton is one of the most difficult grounds in the country for the away fans because you're split yep. onto different levels. You can't interact with one another. It's a rotten old stadium for away fans. And so the effort from the Arsenal fans yesterday was 
twice as good as people think it was. It was amazing. And, and there was co- there were there was comments on on TikTok with some fans and Everton fans saying that we the Arsenal fans are the best fans I've seen there in a long, long time. Uh, and we had that at Newcastle before as well. Uh, Fergus, the game was on Sunday, not Saturday. Yeah, thank you, Arnie. Uh, it just felt it was just well a long said, game. Arnie, well said, Good oh, man, Arnie. Well said. Good time. Keeping an eye on that as well. Yeah, good uh, Arnie. Keep we're not going, guys. I messaged Arnie what pub we're going to uh, before the Burnley game. Uh, we're now going to a different pub, Arnie. Sorry, too late. I've I'll, moved, I'll, I'll, moved let you know, Arnie. I'll let you know. <laughs> um, but no, it just really annoyed me that they, they, they mess with the, the, the atmospherics of a game and change the whole narrative of game. And I remember when we were at Anfield, uh, I was just going to have to get the beers as because Trevor wouldn't, um, as, Shaka made, as Shaka made that tackle. And everyone said, oh, it was Shaka's fault. That, uh, that the whole game turned at Anfield and, and we end up drawing 2-2 because the noise at Anfield... I'm sorry, I didn't hear that huge roar that everyone was talking about watching on Sky. It didn't sound like that in the stadium. And I'm fucked off with it, if I'm honest. I, that the whole game... It didn't, Ferg. It happened when they scored. It was just, again, another lazy narrative that people keep saying. Honestly, it's, it, it is what it is. But I am, I am glad you said you heard us faintly in the background because when I rewatched it I couldn't decide whether that was on the sound or whether that song was still in my head so at least I know <laughs> it, you could I heard Saliba and then I got, as, as Trev said I could hear somebody trying to start the Ateta song on the upper tier and the Saliba on the bottom tier and then Saliba went and they, and they were on two different two different yeah, things I, heard, I remember hearing that as well yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, just, it was just, you know what? It's so hard watching on TV now because I'm sitting, I, I think I sat in this room and, I, and I, I was sitting here watching on the telly and I'm finding myself, wave, God. Sir. And I'm standing there joining in with every bloody song the whole way through. I can't watch the game properly. It's brilliant. Um, one of the things that wasn't made a huge deal about was this. Everton fans leaving. And it was like, poor Everton fans, they must feel like they're down in the dumps. Not like, oh, uh, plastic fans leaving the Emirates again. Crap narrative, absolute crap narrative. How many more mm, compared to what left ours, by the way, as well? Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, At least I thought well, they were only going to show Arsenal yeah. fans. Yeah, I know, boys. I can hear something in the background. That's probably in my head still. <laughs> What's that? You're trying to find the bit we want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> that must mean we're moving on to. On, on, I can't. I can't fast forward it, Trev. It's just the bit that it is. So um, you've got all the same controls, mate. You can take over if you want. Uh, oh, oh, I, think okay. we, I think we need to, boys. Honestly, I think I I've think we need to. Over, boys. I've took over. I'll tell you what. I'd love to have the controls. That'd oh no, cool. no. His, his, his ego is big enough without doing that to him. <laughs> God, what's happened here? My um, screen's all funny now. Oh, oh you're just a pinch, pinch in. Um, so we have got this. Coming back to the Emirates after a long, 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 long six years. Um, I am so looking forward to this on Wednesday night. I'm, 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 I'm not even having a beer on Wednesday night. I'm driving down the game, but I don't think I need a beer. I'm going to be that excited. Dan, what time are we getting into Block 5 for? I mean, sorry, before I say what time, I just looked at Andy's comment. I do like that. You took 26 seconds to play the music, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like that. yourself. That's a good narrative. That's a good narrative. Yeah, I do like that. Um, yeah. Well, what time are we getting there? I think... I'm probably what six six thirty something like that. 
So we've got an hour and a half pre kickoff. So I get some songs yeah. going again. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of what song we might get going. Any song that anyone wants to sing? Anyone the fans will sing, that's what we want. Well, there's one song that's banned, especially uh, on on Wednesday. We can have that on on uh, Sunday instead. So, what are we hoping for on Wednesday? So, we got PSV in the Champions League. Uh, last time we played them was in the Europa League. Uh, they beat Rangers to to qualify through into the um, Champions League proper. Um, do we start um, here? We can continue the debate about Raya and Ramsdale. Um, Dan, is is this the the rightful game to, if you're going to have to drop one, is this the rightful game to let um, Aaron Ramsdale have his place? He's he's done his time. He's been with us for a year. He's got us to the Champions League. He surely has to be the starting keeper for the Champions League. Yes, in my opinion. Um, to be honest, look, I, I stand by my comment that long term, I do believe Rare is the better keeper at the minute and will be, and will be number one. But you have to let that happen. And at the moment, I don't think Ramsdale has done anywhere near enough to be dropped as number one. So for me, Ramsdale was still currently the number one. And I think that's probably pressed home a bit more by the fact that Raya has started against Everton. Because I think had Raya been the cup keeper and Ramsdale been the league keeper, Raya wouldn't have played that game. But I think he's played Raya in the game against Everton, knowing that he wants his strongest lineup to be playing in the Champions League. And that includes, at the moment, Ramsdale was number one. Mm. Mm. Trev, do you disagree? Uh, mate, do you know what? I'm giving up trying to second-guess Arteta because you, you can't. You never know what the man's going to do. The amount of times he's he's done something, like, for example, left Gabriel out the first two games of the season. Who saw that coming? He just does things that you don't expect to see, you know? So... I haven't got a clue. I see Raya yesterday and he had an easy game, yeah, but he, he looked full of confidence. So, and But I do have every sympathy for Ramsdale because, you know, we're all used to seeing players drop because they let the side down or they don't play so well. And that's not the case with Aaron Ramsdale. So, but as for naming of who's going to start, Ferg, I ain't got a clue, mate. Hopefully, whoever Arteta thinks is going to win us the game because we need to get off on a winning start in this Champions League. We need to win at home on Wednesday to get us off on the right foot. But as for who's going to play, you'll get as good as mine. You know, that's a very good point, though, um, Alex, that Trevor makes, is managers yeah. must be looking going, you know, well, oh, Ramsdale's got, oh, no, Raya could play. Um, oh, Jesus is definitely going to start. Oh, well, Eddie could start. You know, and, you know, oh, Havertz will start. No, it could be Trossard. No, it could be Vieira. So there's so many different, you know, do you start party? Do you start Jorginho? Do you start... Um, uh, Rice, do you do Rice and there's so many different combinations that we've got now with this squad, and we weren't in this place 12 months ago. I know we weren't in the Champions League, but we, the squad wise, we weren't in this uh, place with we so many different, like, um, different pieces that we could play in different places. Yeah, I think this year we have a lot of tactical uh, flexibility compared to last year. I think last year the, the starting 11 uh, sort of named itself, and this year. We can set up in different ways with different players. And as you said, it just makes the, the opposition's uh, job uh, a lot harder. And uh, we've got the ability to change uh, during the games as well with, with different players. Um, yeah, and I think, Trev, you hit, hit the nail on the head uh, with the goalkeeping comment. Because I think he's, I don't, I think we have to get used to Arteta playing whoever he thinks 
is going to win us the game. And if he feels it's Raya on, on Wednesday, he will play. If it's Ramsdale, he'll play. And I think that's the case f- for all, all of the team. Um, I think that's what we have to get used to, um, that there's no given spots, even even uh, Bukayo Saka. Um, I think that's the, that's the sort of environment he wants to build within the team. And uh, if a player uh, makes himself sort of deserve a spot, he'll, he'll be rewarded. And that's what we saw with Vieira as well. I think you've gone wrong with a Saka comment now, Alex. I, I, I agree with the sentiment, but if there's one player that's guaranteed in every single starting eleven when you need him, it's Saka. He, he's probably the one player that we can't replace at the minute. I think if, if someone gets injured, him and him and Declan Rice and Saliba, like those three. Yeah, I agree, but... I think we do have a, a replacements for Rice and Saliba, but they're not as good. And I think we definitely don't have any replacement at all. Well, you got Nelson that could come in for for Saka, but it's it's nowhere near the level of even even Party for Rice or Jorginho for Rice. Seeing Rice already, and we're only five games in, you can see the quality he is. I, I watched him in at West Ham, but you know we didn't watch him as intently. And I think even the West Ham fans that I that I speak to are saying he's already better. And he's said himself he's learned so much more. So, yeah, I, I don't think Arteta or uh, uh, Garlic or Edu or whoever, co- that was the area for me that I wanted covered. This, we don't really need this. Well, we would like a centre-forward, but the um, it was that cover for and competition for Saka as well. Because, as we said earlier on, he gets the, the absolute hell kicked out of him. Um, Dan, a, a final question on this one, and then we'll look at the North London derby briefly. Um ESR, is this his opportunity to get into this? He's named in the Champions League, League squad. Um, would you start him in one of these games? Would you bring him on in one of these games? You know, I, I worry for the kid. No, I don't, I don't think the Champions League is his opportunity because I think the Champions League is a, is a place for our best players on the best stage. That's what we've been fighting to be back into. And you don't give people run outs unless we're qualified, in my opinion. But I'd say more an opportunity for ESR right now is if Martinelli is out for a few weeks, then maybe that's his opportunity. But I, I do stand by that for me, he isn't an eight and he don't he doesn't play that role. And I don't see him as being that player, but I see him as being a, a wide man that can run into the space. So the only reason I've said I don't think ESR makes it long-term at Arsenal is because Martinelli gets in, is, is in that position. Um, so maybe if, if Martinelli's out, that's, that's Smith-Rowe's opportunity. For me, I think that I'd like to see him go, go very strong in the Champions League for the first four or five games. Hopefully, fingers crossed, get that wrapped up before we get to December. And, and he can rest a few for the December games in the Champions League and, and watch the FA Cup kick in in January and, and go from there. It's interesting. But just before we move on, Ferg, I started a question earlier from from Matt and it just it, it's partly relevant to what we're talking about now. So be interested to see what you and the boys think about it. It's, it's an interesting one. I don't think so. I think we've got Jorginho uh, and uh, El Neni could play in the Cup games as well. I think Jorginho is is a perfectly good backup for uh, Rice and Partey, um, and I mean he's he he hasn't played much this season, so I think he'll be he'll be good cover when when we need it. Um, I couldn't see us bringing in another six 
that'll just mean Jorginho won't won't get any game time. I I think Partey will be back probably for the North London derby because yeah, that's when they said he could be back. Whether he's fit and ready to play the game, who knows? He might be on the bench, but I probably wouldn't risk him unless we had to, and I'd I'd play Jorginho ahead of him, and then maybe keep him. Um, going into uh, what's our game after Northern and Derby? I think we go away to Bournemouth. He, he could play at Bournemouth away or something like that. Um, so there, there was another one in 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 there, a question in there from Lee, and then we'll go on to the Northern and Derby. I'm conscious that we're trying to cram a lot in um, into this one because we try and get everything in on a Monday night. And Lee uh, asked, um, "What do you think our best performance was so far this season?" No, I think that's a difficult. Think that was the best performance. Not what was the best performance. Do you think that was the best performance? Oh, my Lord. I, I, I was probably... I'm dyslexic, mate. I, I was probably going to say that probably was, just for to get the, the hoodoo off her back, that was one of the best performances. Uh, but I think the performance against Man United was outstanding as well. But you can't... I don't think... With the greatest respect to Everton, I like Everton Football Club. I do like Everton Football Club, but with the greatest respect to, to them... They were that poor yesterday that I don't think we can judge our performance against that type of opposition. Ask me after we played the Tottenham game when we're playing a team that's a small team still, but they're slightly better. Um, ask me then, but I really, Everton really were poor, they really were poor, and you can't, I don't think you can judge our performance against a team like that on, on how good it was. We did what we needed to do. We were the better team all game, but we didn't have to play at our very highest level to be the better team, in my view. Hmm. Um, are we going to hear this sang by the... Um... I'm not going to play too much of it. Are we going to hear something like that? What are we expecting for the Northland and Derby? Um, the pundits go by the narrative that we're talking about with Sky Sports and everybody else. They're trying to make it into the biggest game of the season so far. For us, it's one of the bigger games because it's a local rival. But as we said when we were previewing the Man United game, it's actually a bigger game for for us as, as um, Arsenal fans. Um, and I think football quality over the history of the last 20 or 30 years. Um, but... I, it, you know, very much the same thing. Who do you start? Uh, does, uh, you know, they've got no Harry Kane. Trevor, every time you say Harry Kane, he gifts them one goal already with a penalty. So uh, do we have an advantage already against um, uh, North London's uh, Middlesex's um, at worst? <laughs> Who's you asking? You. I said, oh. Kev's not here. There's only Trev. I can't blame Kev tonight. Unbelievable. No. <laughs> um, I, th I, th I think that if I'm if I'm honest, that lot look a better side without Kane this season. They look like it's opened opportunities for other players to play the game. But looking at what they've been doing and needing a lot, a lot of luck to, to beat Sheffield United on the weekend, and I'll be disappointed if we don't win the game. I'll be very disappointed if we don't win a game. If you look at the squads, you know, um, we're stronger in every area now. We're stronger in every area. Um, the manager, I love I love what Postacoglu's done before he went there. And no reason to, to think he's not going to do a good job there, but it's a massive job. I don't think anybody can do it. Look at who they've had there, who hasn't been able to do the job. They've really employed the best managers on the planet. 
and they've dragged their managers down to their level. They haven't been able to do anything, you know. So hopefully that continues. It's, I hate this game on Sunday. I hate it more than any other. I just want it. I hate the stress. I just want it one over and done with. Get away and let me get on with enjoying my football again because I don't enjoy the game. I don't enjoy it because I'm just nervous all the time. I can't handle it when we lose. I just, I just disappear for a week. So get it won, get moved on. We should win it. Um, Fergal, I don't know what else to say. The the, the thing is with these games though is um, you know you come up against these small teams that haven't won things for a while and that they are quite hungry. So we have to be careful against these little teams and and just be switched on. So. Let's make sure the team's focused for this this little game against uh, these Middlesex rejects, and and, uh, and, sure. and and we need to, we need to be ready for the the silly things like the yellow cards from corners that you're talking about, and you know kicking the ball away like um, Party did in what, was a Party that did it in the uh, Community Shield, you know di- different things like that. Referees do seem to uh, you, you have to be careful, really, really careful in playing the game. I don't know if it's improving the game or not, or, or not, but it's definitely going to be tested. Alex, you're you're coming over on Saturday until Monday. Um, uh, you're, uh, by, by the sounds of it, you're going to be sharing a bed with Trev. I hope, I hope not. I hope not. Hopefully, <laughs> well, hopefully, you won't be sneaking up into into your bed with with Jackie in it. With the lovely, <laughs> <thing. Well>, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait I to, uh, to come over for, for the game. Uh, it's always special with uh, with the North London derbies, and I think I'm a bit. I've been looking forward to it extra much this year because they have got a manager uh, who wants to play positive football. They haven't had that for a long time, uh, Spurs, but I don't think they've had a real test yet. Uh, they've played Manchester United, but. For me, they've been one of the poorest team in the league this this season, uh, Manchester United. So, uh, wasn't really a, a proper test to me. Um, so this p- will be their first test, and it will test uh, sort of their, their characters and and the leadership on the pitch without Harry Kane, because um, Son's a, a very different character uh, to Harry Kane. But I'm so, I'm looking forward to see how they'll they'll line up because it's it's probably going to be the first for them this season where they won't have the majority of the ball so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see how they'll handle sitting a bit deeper um, and uh, with they've got a pretty offensive midfield um, so I'll, I'll be interested to see how, how they're going to line up as well um, Offensively if, if they are, offens- Offensively they are very good um, yeah, are. and yeah. I think uh, the forward line which Allison can blow hot and cold, but Son is is, is quality as we as we know. I I've often said I thought Son was actually better than Kane at times, but yeah, defensively, <laughs> defensively, uh, Trevor, that is that is where I think um, is their weaker area. The keeper's not one hundred percent, and the, the, their the back four is all over the place. Yeah, to be honest, Ferg, I've not watched them really, not watched them at all. I, I just. Saw the couple of goals on the highlights reel today that they scored against Sheffield United, and apart they, they don't in, they don't interest me in the slightest, mate. They don't interest me in the slightest. While we're on about them, just drifting a little bit, but not too much. At the end of Arsenal's game yesterday, the commentator actually said, "And this win keeps Arsenal up there with the big guns, City and Spurs." I was fuming, and I felt embarrassed for the commentator. Sky must have some narrative where they tell him to say that 
because you wouldn't just say it as a human being, you know. It sounds like I'm picking on them, but I'm just stating a fact. There's so many other teams with a right called a big club. You know, building a big new stadium don't make you a big club, you know, and uh, it's embarrassing. And I think we need to show on Sunday who the bosses are, and I'm sure that'll be us. Honestly, I uh, I can't move on without responding to a couple of things because one one thing that I know Trev said he he, just, he doesn't like this game he hates it I love this game I love the nerves that you get with it but the expectation of battering them and and genuinely I really really do think that we'll batter them this time I know their results I think have massively flattered them they've played Bournemouth they played Burnley they played Sheffield United and the one thing with Spurs before when we played them is that I've always felt that they're clinical and. That isn't the same this year. You know, they do seem to have to make a lot more chances to be able to finish something. And honestly, I think they'll come here. I hope they come out and have a go at us because I think we're tearing them apart. We're, we're on a completely different level to what they are at home with the crowd. I would honestly just love to shut up so many of their fans. I can't stand their fan base. I don't like them. I don't like anything about them. I don't like their players. None of them are quality. They've all got the same thing in common. They're all dribbling little... Something that I can't stay live on air. But <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit nervous there. I um, I did. Honestly, I think we're so much better than they are. And it's about time they get put back in their place again after a few games. They've all come out the woodwork again, crawled out from under their rocks and the hands ball this, hands ball that. It's a load of crap. Do you know what, Dan? Dan how, I don't know how they do it. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm an old man, right? And if I'd have been a supporter of that mob, I would never ever have seen my team win the league. It's just that they're they're not bad; they're extremely bad when it comes to winning trophies. We can't mention it anymore because we might dig a hole here that might come back and bite us on the backside. But they're extremely they're extremely bad. You've just popped a question into my head, Danny boy. Right? Since we're getting on so well tonight, Danny boy. So it it don't matter who plays. Don't forget about who plays in goal on Wednesday, right? Sunday is a massive game, the biggest pressure game of the season. The, the, the atmosphere is raucous. There's abuse being flown around everywhere. There's big tackles going in. Who plays in goal on Sunday against Tottenham? Ramsdale. Oh, it's Ramsdale all day. It, the derby is about players that get the derby and understand the club and understand the history. And and yeah, that that's exactly what you want. But that, that's the great thing about this this squad. They know what this is about. They know what Arsenal are about. They know what the derby means. You've got a guy, just Arteta alone in there, that knows what it's about. You've got English players that have come through the academy that know what it's about. You've got people that have played in the Premier League and watched it for years and know what it's about. Mate, you've hit the nail on the head. That is the biggest change Arteta has made at the Arsenal Football Club, right? Is that we had players at the Arsenal four, five, six, seven years ago, right? who didn't get the derby. They either didn't get it or they weren't bothered about it. And they should have been at our great club for five minutes because we don't want players like that there. Trust me, out. You don't want to you don't, you don't want to play for that badge in the London derby? You don't play for our football club because that's the game we have to win, right? And and I think Arteta has brought that back. He's brought that back now. They know what this means. We've got players that are playing for the badge on the shirt. And, I, you know... That's gone now. So hopefully we go out there on Sunday. And I don't, everyone, I think Ramsdale should play in goal. So that probably means that Raya will play knowing Arteta. Who knows? You know, but 
We've got players that know how important this game is, right? And they're going to go out there and give everything. And that's halfway to winning the game, mate. That is halfway to winning the game. Uh, some news on the PSV game. The stadium will be open at six o'clock for us, um, us, us normal people. Not, I think it's a half hour earlier for club. Um, and beer is being served in the stadium, and it's uh, first. I think it's the buy one get one free or half price beer uh, wow. for the first sixty minutes. So uh, get in early, get your beers, and then get around to block five, block six, and get singing. Um, Guys, uh, we've just gone over the hour mark. We've covered three games. I thought we've we've done really well, and you guys have done very, very well considering. Um, for people you haven't watching done so well on tonight, Ferg, but we've, we've... I, 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 I've grown into it. I've grown into it. If I'm honest, I know there were some issues with some people watching on Facebook. Uh, the connection wasn't great, but hey, listen, stay over here on YouTube, and while you're over here, click on the subscribe and the little um, notification one, so you get informed of us coming live every Monday at seven o'clock. Uh, I don't know if we'll get another one in before uh, the North London derby um, uh, on on Sunday. Sorry, somebody just messaged me through. Um, but uh, yeah, um, uh, I suppose we should do should do one of these, shouldn't we? Predictions. You ain't done predictions. Oh my lord, man! That's predictions. We carry week through this, don't we, boys? Eh? We carry him every week through this. Predictions, right? We're going to win. We're going to beat Eindhoven 2 0, and we're going to beat Tottenham, right? I'm going to do it because I got it right last week, so I'm going to go for it again. We're going to beat Tottenham 1 0. How's that? Okay, Dan. Tight game against PSB. They're a very, very good side, so I'm going to go for 2 1, and we're going to beat Spurs 4 1. Wow. Oh, all right. Oh, Dan, I hope you're happy. You're, you're, you'll make me very, very happy. And I'll be very, very drunk. Yeah. I think that'll be happy anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell you what, uh, Alex. if we win 4-1 against Tottenham and I have a few beers, you'd keep me away from Jackie Sunday night, son. Oh, you behave yourself now. now honestly, you behave yourself. She'll watch this back. I, you know what? I'm actually going to clip that. I'm going to clip that. <laughs> That's bad, true. That's bad. Alex, he's he's gone in your room. He's not gone in this room next door. He's gone, he's yeah. gone downstairs in your room. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with a bit of a bold one. I, I was at, uh, at Munich uh, the last time we played Champions League and we lost 5-1. So I'll say we, we win 5-1 this time against PSV. And then I'll go with 3-1 uh, against Spurs like the last two times we've played them at home. So hopefully we'll repeat it. Okay, I'm going. To, I'm going for two uh, 0 against PSV. Um, I'm hoping that we're a better side than we were when we played them in the Europa League. Um, we play a stronger uh, selection of, of players as well than we would have played in the in the Europa League. Um, and for the Spurs game, we can't keep a clean sheet at home. So I'd, I'd love if we did. Um, I got two one to the Arsenal nervy. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it's. You're going to upset me now, aren't you? Which one do you want? You're listen, listen it. it's a Europe, it's a European one. Let's go. From the Cali to the cross and every shit's in between. Past the church, the mosque, the crack den, and the offy on the corner. See the brasses from the brothel. Pretends to be a sooner. Watch the bedlam in the bookies. See the winners and the losers seeking solace from their sorrow in the local battle cruisers. Through the madness in the market where we Hello, Governor, as you are. You're a shambly lucky kid. Not a pie, I'm a shambly car. Copper rubes, and we 
finished on the wrong song dan i haven't finished on the wrong song we've got there's only one song to finish on today isn't there it has to be one song this has been in my head since uh saturday here we go Boys, you have been um, watching brilliant. Guns and Yellow Ribbons oh, and oh, yeah. podcast. I've got to make I've got to make you laugh, Ferg. It just it's just brought it back to me because I'd had like two pints when we left the brown. You're staying. And them young lads that had their shirt off with their six packs. I shouted out to boy, put that away until you can match this and lifted my shirt up right. <laughs> <laughs> we had, a, we had, a, we had a, a laugh from start till finish. From the moment I went in the pub and met Dan yesterday to, until I got, somehow I got back to St. Helens last night, I ain't got a clue. I, I had a wonderful day, an amazing day. All them young lads, they don't have to make old codgers like me welcome, you know, but they do. They do, and uh, it was a brilliant day. Sorry for I got to say that. And Dan, well done again, mate. Love it. Yeah, well done. Well done. Seriously, well done. Um, you know, you, you got the cap given to you in block five, block six. Uh, clock end, Ben, who's down with the Ashburton Army down the clock end and everything else, has uh, said uh, as well how well you, you've done. Uh, I know there's myself, Reese, Dale and, and everybody else to help you out, but you're the guy in the middle uh, who stands there and uh, at first it feels like have to make a fool of yourself, but all of a sudden everyone's going, no, I'm enjoying this, and they're all jumping in. And we have uh, one of the best atmospheres. I took my brothers to the game and they went, wow. Uh, like Rory comes to several games, but my brother Derma came to a game recently and he goes, wow, I've never seen the stadium like this. And I said, it's as close to an away game that you'll get in block five, block six, and it does have that sort of vibe and atmosphere of it. Okay, it, it's a little more, bit more drunk at um, an away game. Listen, you've been watching Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. We'll see you at block five, block six, uh, about half past six on um, on Wednesday if you're there. And we'll be there at what time? About uh, quarter past one? 
is it what it's a two o'clock kickoff no so we'll be there about 12 45 uh on on probably, probably even a bit earlier on a derby day surely yeah like a bit earlier i mean yeah it, into finsbury park for 6 a.m a few beers well, we, we have we have, the, we have the we have the itinerary yeah it's an early train into finsbury park uh breakfast in a calf uh, we've got a table booked in 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 a pub and then early into the stadium um and that's it listen brilliant thanks very much guys i don't know where that last 15 minutes ever comes i always try and close it just before um uh, just before an hour but hey trevor talks up the arsenal fuck the spurs thanks for listening to guns and yellow ribbons an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.